0: Hello? Can anyone around here speak basketball?
1: Oh, there it is. It's the Confederacy of Dunks with Kevin Douse and Freddie Rivas. Hi ho! Holy Mackinac! Um, <laughs> 2018. That's my saying. Holy Mackinaw. Holy Mackinaw. That's yeah. that's all you. <laughs> yeah, I just came up with that yeah. now. Yeah, you like it? Wow. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's about a it's about a what's Mackin- a Mackinaw? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a big fish. Oh, okay. For <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> sure, it's a big fish and <laughs> always trying to I, catch a Mackinaw. It's like uh,
2: uh, I used to think it was like um, oh, this is just a dumbass tangent, <laughs> but basically, like I thought Holy Mackinaw was like, like. Oh, wait, well, I'm confusing two ideas, but there's like a, uh, there's some kind of like machine where it's like, Holy Mackinac is like, Oh, you know what here? I lost my train of thought. <laughs> and all I can think about, all I can think about is ghost in the machine, which is like nothing to do with what I'm trying to describe. So how about let's talk about basketball and, uh, let's bring our first guest on. Cause, uh, yeah, let's just get rolling here. Um, Hilarious guy. He just came from England with a thermos of tea. Uh, He's back today. Apparently beat up Mary Poppins.
0: uh, Give it up
1: for Dylan. God. Sick intro, man. Yeah, I chose metal for Dylan. I didn't know they had public domain metal. Oh yeah! This buddy. is like the one metal song <laughs> <laughs> Those who can't see Dylan He's wearing a white zombie t-shirt Yeah, yeah, yeah
3: <laughs> Just think Brian Posehn But then take out like What makes him ugly bro. Yeah, yeah Oh yeah, we got a
0: hot Brian <laughs> We
2: have hot Brian Posehn On the
3: pod today He is fucking <laughs> sexy Like facially exact mm-hmm. But yeah. like I got those like Weird upper dick muscle <laughs> Oh yeah totally. I have the D'Angelo muscles But I also am like super like, you know, childhood wasn't good to me, you know? Yeah, totally. Yo, let's get Absolutely. sad, bro. Yeah, <laughs> oh, let's
2: get super sad. <laughs> oh. Ghost in the Machine. Um, uh, okay. Uh, we also got a hilarious man, uh, amazing basketball player, great basketball analyst, was recently on NBA TV. Whoa. Couldn't make the ride because it's too snowy <laughs> out. Give it up for Alan Shane Lewis.
3: I like how he got sad video games. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: yeah. I
1: love that music every time. Yeah, The <laughs> point of this video game track. is to call your mom more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If you want any of our guests' uh, uh, theme songs as your ringtone on your phone, just go to our website, click on Credits, and you'll find the song names there. Is that real? Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh my god,
1: that's amazing.
3: That's yeah, an yeah. extra step that borderline <laughs> you didn't need to
2: do. I know. <laughs> it's just oh ten god. minutes of wasted time. That <laughs> you're yeah. like, I gotta fucking say <laughs> this somehow. <laughs> There's got to be a reason I did this. Okay, here's what's up. If anyone does that and sends me a message with their with that as their ringtone, I'll give you 5 bucks. <laughs> I don't care. I'll oh, give yeah. you 5 bucks. I used to I used to
3: have a sports podcast and we would like I, 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 at the episode link, there would be two links. There would be one, I, put, I set up so you get download the MP3 and, like, read all the source material. Yeah. And then I did that for two weeks. Because so I was like, yeah. who the fuck is doing this? <laughs> like, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, the main reason I do it is for Creative Common licensing.
2: So, oh. That's let's the get main. serious. Sorry, yeah. um, we have a brainiac on yeah. the right, I have to... Leave now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> look at look at how ungrateful I am. That's the price. Hey, <laughs> Brian Pose <laughs> Creative licensing. <laughs> Alan, are you also ungrateful of uh for Matt's exploits, or do you think it's kind of cool? Ungrateful. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm very grateful, guys. It's the new year. You're leaving ungratefulness in 2017.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's true. Well, uh, you know, let's uh, let's keep those positive vibes going, and let's move on to some Raptors
0: talk. <laughs>
1: Just before we get into that, <laughs> yeah.
3: Sorry, every song is still so good.
1: I saw an ad uh, for AW today. And okay, I'm hoping that this is finally the year I try a mama burger. Okay, are you serious? Wait, yeah, what? I never what? Had never, had never
3: tried a mama burger. What's what? no. holding you back? I was,
1: go, I was go teen. You're a fucking loser, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> <Isn't that laughs> the hell Mama's a, mama? a go-to. Okay, first oh, first man. question, guys. First question: <laughs> Alan is Matt a loser? <laughs>
4: I don't know. I used to work at A&W, and uh-huh. the Mahal Burger's pretty basic burger. So if you don't even eat the basic burger, how basic are you really, right? Yo. You know?
0: Whoa. <laughs>
3: That's actually sick. Wow. Holy shit, Alan. Turn it around. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay.
1: I'm so sorry for you everyone know, who's listened geez. to what I... I really, I really thought there'd be some good support on that, but it's, everyone it's, just... Go ahead, <laughs> Alan. team
4: burger without lettuce and bacon. That's all it is. I
1: thought...
3: <laughs> whoa. I thought that... I thought... The way I interpreted that was like... Uh, He's just above it. You know what I mean? I don't need the mama burger. I know what a regular <laughs> no, no. burger it tastes just, like.
1: I'm intimidated by it. Great uncle? You're intimidated that about? by the mama
3: <laughs> I only eat the dude members of the family. <laughs> Why?
0: <laughs>
2: just a weird <laughs> thing I have. <laughs> I'm a first cousin twice removed yeah.
0: burger. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> that's second
4: cousin burger. thats just We just dropped that on the floor. That's what that is.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> is there like very far away relative pickle?
4: Yeah, okay, bro. I'm so
2: sorry.
0: <laughs> wow. I am so sorry. <laughs> Too far. All right. Was well, the hot dog their, uh,
2: their pet?
3: <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> I am now every. There are so many people with that joke. Uh-huh. With the oh, yeah. W family joke? <laughs> no, they oh, call yeah. me Johnny Original. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Johnny Original. <laughs> yeah, me and my friends call me that. Um, Federivus, <laughs> AKA Johnny Original. Two oh, yeah. full names as a nickname. <laughs> That's right.
2: <laughs> okay, uh, Alan, I'm going to hit you up first here. Um, DeMar DeRozan, 52 points. It was amazing. I was there. Uh, it was absolutely freaking wonderful. Oh. Um, I guess, yeah, did you watch the game? Uh, what was your uh, favorite DeMar highlight? And do you think DeMar is an all-star starter?
4: Oh, um, my my yeah, I watched the game. I also watched the subsequent YouTube highlights mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. Uh, one thing I have to say, I love the three. I love the extended range. 'Cause now you gotta press up on him. When you press up on him, he can blow by you left and right and still get that mid range shot. So I love I love how we built his game from like the inside out and slowly added things up. Most players, you know, kinda start with the three and then work their way as a slasher. He, you know, he worked as the low post, working, you know, putting over both shoulders, kind of that Kobe ish kind of way of playing. And it's it's beautiful to see. I love I love the I love how every year he puts something extra onto his game and becoming a more and more complete player.
2: Yeah. He, he's very much like a, uh, a, like if when you're playing 2k and you can finally afford to spend money on the three,
0: <laughs> like <laughs> mid season, <laughs> <and> we <laughs> just were like, now we bought like, him the threes now. now, you
2: know, <laughs> um, Dylan, did you watch the game? Do you have a favorite, uh, highlight or, or just like some, something? You noticed I didn't the watch game? the
3: game, but fair enough. DeRozan does make me feel like I don't do enough in my own life. Uh-huh. Like, he improves every year. <laughs> yeah. He's already, like, an all-star, and he just gets better somehow. I mean, how many guys started keep improving at, like, what is he, 28, 29? He's 28. Yeah, 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 he's yeah,
4: turning 29 this year.
3: This is not what I, like, this is something my friend Monty said, but with his skill set, he should maybe be on the bench. Because, like, he's athletic slasher. Like, that's your prime years are, basically, up until like, 29, is when you, like, fall you don't fall off a cliff but you start yeah. tapering off and then around 33 you fall off a cliff. So it's like he should be like think about like like how good was LaTrell Sprewell at this age? I mean, I'm just making a weird analogy, but he was No, like, it's also true a like. Slasher. Um stay around like 18 points. It was like for me it was like like look at I don't know, it doesn't make any sense, but look at every 2K game he's in, he's just an 82 and then he's the same. The yeah. whole time. <laughs> and then in every 2K two K game, they keep on fucking slapping him in the face because, like, yeah, he's an 87, but, like, next year he's back to an 82.
2: So. <laughs> but, like, yeah, he's, yeah. he just keeps <laughs> on getting better. I know. I think people... We're in this weird kind of, like, I, I, like analytics have obviously been super illuminating for the NBA, but I think sometimes we, we get a bit wrapped up in where we expect a player to progress. You see, it, it happens with a lot of players between 20 and 23. Yeah. As soon as they hit, like, 23, we're like, oh, I guess this player's not going to turn out. Yeah. And then in two more years, it's Tobias Harris, and he's still 25. Yeah. And or, having or a breakout season. Or Oladipo. Season. Yeah. Or
3: Oladipo. Who's or like Oladipo like or it's yeah. like, oh, did, did, did they just be like yo you're paul george now and he's like stats and everything they're like magic wand you know
4: <laughs> how
0: you with that well, be? The, the mayor like of indiana <laughs> deep, i feel like it was
4: just opportunity and placement he was just never in the right position yeah. to kind of flourish or show a lot of his expertise derose has been on the same team yeah you know uh, um, you know th- you know same coach for a long time now and he's he's finding new ways to score you know he he keeps challenging himself to be a better player i see like other players i feel like the, the improvement kind of comes from just like Tuma paul george it's like now you have the keys now you can take more shots per game you know you get a couple more touches The Rosen, it's it's just amazing the offseason he really puts in that work and as far as like the drop off on the clip i think his game is is designed in a way to kind of keep his knees like he can slash he can still dunk on everybody. But that low post—that's his bread and butter. That pump fake, getting you know the extra and one or getting free throws. That stuff you can keep doing that for a long time. Joe Johnson is you know still in the league yeah. somewhere. I feel you know I feel his said somewhere. I think he's still in he Utah, Utah?
0: Utah yeah. But he's
4: still yeah. Yeah, he could still he could still put up those numbers. I and mean, I think he could be able to do this. Like I'm, I'm maybe I'm too high on Drove. He can do this until he's probably 30, 37, You know,
3: thirty seven. Oh, he can still play in a league
4: till 37, for sure. As a sixth man, especially if he has that three, he can become a nice Vince Carter in the low post, just kind of bully some players who are 6'4 trying to guard him.
2: Now, if I'm wrong, uh, anyone who's listening to this, please correct me and shame me online, but I'm pretty sure DeRozan led the league in post-ups last year. Um, which is kind of crazy, considering he's a two guard. But we just run so many sets for him, and he, you know, immediately gets into that post up position. I think for like like my huge takeaway from the game uh, was the same as same as you, Alan. It's the threes. It's like absolutely changes everything, and it's like yeah, it's it's, it's basically this the last thing for him to unlock. Well, yeah. in a way, um, the three and the new system, um, it's all coming together with the passing, and we like. If I if there's one particular highlight for me, it's um, him bodying up uh, Giannis. Like, there was two or three plays where he basically... He didn't, never blocked Giannis, but he made him take really, really tough shots and he, and he forced misses, which for, for DeRozan to keep what he has, basically add a little bit of defense, you know, the three-point shot and also the ability to pass like he is, I don't know. It really... Like, he he really does take those Sports Illustrated rankings to heart because he thinks he's acting like he's a top fifteen player. Uh, I, I don't know if he is. But is this a, like a play, is this
3: a thing with the playoffs? Like I don't know. Like that's the whole thing with the Raptors is they double. Yeah, they're just like in the playoffs, they're just
2: like, oh shit, what do we do? You and know, like that. That's why it was so yeah. fun. So fun to watch this Milwaukee game because you know that that's uh, that. You know, we got massacred by the Cavs. So I think. Milwaukee's almost a bit more of a benchmark for us because that's who we struggled against and so we kind of overcame, but it was really ugly. Yeah. And this was that like a playoff game. Yeah, well, it was a, totally like a playoff game. Actually, um I said in the uh, give me some Raptors news uh thread, I'm a part of the fa- the Facebook Raptors group uh that m- basically no one in my section left after the game. Um everyone was taking pictures. You know, they announced DeMar um beat T Ross's and uh and VC's uh 51 point record and we just walked around the arena like it was like <laughs> like it was crazy. It was like I don't know we we just kind of walked around being like, man, I can't believe I was here for this game. Like I, I I don't go to 41 games a year. You know what I mean? I go to like five or six or seven. So I'm always hoping to be there for a, a special game and it was amazing. I'll see you guys later. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> That's funny.
4: The 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 Terrence Ross game, I was there for that one against the Clippers. That must and that have was been weirder because it was a loss, That's, right? Yeah. So, That's... it's amazing to see. Uh, you know, you're there for history, and also, yeah, you can be happy. We can leave now, you know, instead of these like consolation oh, yeah. classes of like, well, he got he tied Vince Carter. That was fun. I, you know.
2: Oh, totally. And Lowry played good too, and it was obviously overshadowed by Demar's performance, but it was like really our stars. That's maybe the best. Like. That I I I I I think we have to go through it, but that might be the best tandem game they've ever had. Uh, so if you rack up like the points, assists, you know, clutch fourth quarter buckets, and all and that it's kind and of stuff.
3: it's really good for a franchise to have this kind of weird thing. But it's really good for a franchise like the Raptors to have arguably their best player have the most points in a game. If that makes any sense, totally. Like, I get think Terran, uh, Terrence yeah. Ross out of the picture because like. Remember when, I mean, this was way long ago, but it's like for the longest time, AC Earl was the top point scorer in Raptors history. <laughs> I
2: didn't know that, and that's <laughs> ridiculous. But he had a
3: game where he went, to, he just went in the first year. They were just like, give AC the ball. He's hot. And he went for like 40 or something. For like sure. For 40. And for the longest time, it was like, and then Car- Vince Carter took the record, and then he was kind of, you know, yeah. was a dick on the way out. Yeah. And it's good to have, it's good to have uh, DeMar be the top scorer. And I know that's such a weird thing, but like, no, it our- just makes your franchise look so. Super weird if it's like, like I don't know if you could go through it, but I don't know who else has like a top like I I'd imagine the top scorer of like in a single game for like not the Bucks but like who would be like the Clippers is probably like Dan Marley like Dan Marley threw up thirty eight one game can't beat it Blake's been chasing it but we can't
2: get Dan out of here you know yeah for sure (laughs) no I I think Raptors folklore really really matters and I mean I don't know if this is a bit hot takey but I would say that. For certain franchises in the NBA, sustained winning and sustained excellence and their own folklore is kind of, or their own, like, heroes and kind of, like, legends is more important than a championship. Yo. How do you like that? Mm -hmm. So, wait, more important? So, like, a one-off? So, the Raptors being good for a very long time and not being a joke, or maybe Memphis or maybe the Clippers, is kind of more realistic and a bit more... uh, Attainable than actually winning a championship. And it's also more yeah. long lasting in a lot of ways. Yeah, because yeah, that's what.
4: Well, more- yeah, because once yeah. you lay the foundation of just like a good winning culture, you kind of like what's the best yoder for losing is winning. You know what I'm saying? So, like, players want to come there. It creates a better culture. Players come to there. And then eventually you get, you become a championship team. You know, you don't become just a, a choice, not even a but like a team that just wins a championship. And then it's just kind of like medium. For a very long time afterwards. Yeah. You know, you've become his sport friend. So that's a, that's the, the stepping stone to, like, you know, greatness, I'd say.
2: Okay. Moving on here. Dylan, what's more concerning or troubling to you? Kyle's <laughs> wrist injury or two, uh, I forget how, uh, the exact acronyms, but CDDNPs, the, the Do Not Play coaches' Decisions for coaches. Norm. For Norm Powell.
3: Yeah. Uh, the wrist. The wrist. You look at a guy, you got to look at the guy who's going to be playing the most minutes in the playoffs. And they are, they're so weird in the playoffs. The Raptors are so weird in the playoffs But yeah. it's like, literally, you go from having confidence, like, will they beat Milwaukee in the regular season? 100% they'll beat Milwaukee. Why wouldn't they? And then the playoffs is like, well, DeMar's going to do something weird. right? Kyle, and then, like, and then you'll have those weird games where it's like I remember I think it was last year, wasn't it? In the first round, where Jonas had like 15 rebounds in the first half, I think. And yeah, then they just didn't yeah. play him in the second,
2: and he was the only thing that was good. <laughs> yeah, it did, during the like this era, we lose every first game of every playoff every series, every first game, and Jonas has like basically like a Wilt Chamberlain yeah, line, monstrous. <laughs> well, because, I'm not even kidding. Those like those two things happen every first game. But
3: that's how the Raptors have always played in the play. I know that sounds really weird to draw a parallel between the Bosch era and this one. But, mm-hmm. like, there was, uh, what was it? It wasn't the one where we got eliminated, we're destroyed by the magic, but there was like a game in uh, the first time the Raptors made the playoffs in a while where it's like, was it the Nets?
2: I think it was like the, the Nets. The
3: J- Jason Kidd series? Yeah. And then all Bosch did was shoot threes and Rasho Nesterovich was just drabbing like 20 boards because he was the only guy <laughs> trying to rebound.
2: Yeah. And, 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 Maybe similarly he was like just like a giant European. Exactly. Like, I'm I'm just... unafraid because yeah, yeah, exactly. I've been in European cities <laughs> yeah. where people are very angry
0: and Yeah, Rasho
3: Nasterovich yeah, yeah. grew a beard and then got redrafted as Jonas Valachunas. Yeah. So um <laughs> but uh but yeah, it's it's so it's more troubling, uh Lowry's wrist. Long term injuries, especially like nagging ones where you yes. don't fully let them heal because no And real especially Kyle, Kyle who's been injured yeah.
2: basically every playoffs and there's always a thing. Um what about what about you, Alan? Is it are you are you kind of with Dylan in uh, that Kyle's wrist um, is not concerned.
4: I, I, I think. the Kyle injury. I think Kyle plays with injuries a tough cookie, and I think he'll get through it. I think that's something we don't necessarily have to concern about. Uh, I think with um, Norman Powell, just yeah, those just coaches' decisions do not play. I think we got to be a little concerned with what's going on there because, like, we just gave that guy forty million dollars, and like he was supposed to be the future, even though like you know these last couple of games watching. Ah, uh, Delon Wright, Delon Wright and all these different players. Mm-hmm. Like that unit, that second unit is beautiful. That's incredible. Is beautiful basketball. You know, there's there's no agenda with with anybody. The ball just needs to go in the basket. That's all that matters. And it's beautiful to see. I just want to see the guy that we gave forty billion dollars produce and be a part of that, and not just be you know kind of a wasted contract. And yeah. come playoff time, we're going to need him. You know, so
0: yeah, hopefully
4: whatever's happening there gets figured out.
2: Yeah, I was kind of hoping that. um it was just small small glimpses but in the Milwaukee series where you know Powell kind of came in and saved us um you know he was really hitting threes and he was really attacking closeouts well and I thought starting him this year was a big mistake I I don't think it's fair to blame this season on him starting but I think that similar to Ross he's not really supposed to play next to DeRozan he's not a 3 and um At least Ross had like you know fantastic shooting, fantastic three point shooting over his duration as a Raptor. Where Norm doesn't really have that, so it kind of like you know he's a bit he's just a bit redundant, and I think that took away from his confidence. And he also when you're the fifth man um, on a lineup and everyone is supposed to get more touches than you sometimes you get really insecure about what shots you're supposed to take. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's easier for a guy like miles. Who's like, if I have the ball, I shoot or OG. Who's kind of like, I have zero pressure to shoot. All I have to do is be in position and hustle and shoot. If I'm open, whereas Norm is kind of like, you can see the, you can see him overthinking and that's just not his game. He's an aggressive guy who doesn't overthink, you know? So it's a little bit concerning to me. I, I think I am on Dylan's side, though, just because I know Lowry's tough, but that actually scares me because that all-star game rattled me. When when he was like, oh, my elbows hurt. Yeah, I went golfing, and yes, I did the three-point shootout. No, it's not a big deal. Oh, wait, it is a big deal? And he basically was injured for the rest of the season, Because like, and these then things... he came back and played, like, two games with the Ibaka. So, like, Lowry is one of those guys where I think you – I don't know. Some guys you can kind of trust with their own body. Then there's guys like Lowry where it's like, man, you might play yourself out of the season. (laughs) Like he's so competitive that it's,
3: it's, 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 yeah, I don't know. And injuries aren't linear. It's not like, it's not like a simulation where it's like, oh, Kyle Lowry, if you play him in this game, he's going to get 2% better instead of five. It's not linear. He could play a game, something completely innocuous. When they're up or down by, like, 20, and he's just in the game still, and he could, like, destroy yeah. his wrist or destroy his elbow. Like,
2: you yeah. don't know that. He, and like he did hit a nice always... late three, though, which, which was, like, like yeah. uh, in, in the Bulls game yesterday, which, which kind of looked like, okay, well, usually when he's knocking down threes, his wrist isn't a concern. So, but sorry, still, I, I cut but, you off there. But it's,
3: but it's, like, good day, bad day with any injury, right? Like, and that's yeah. just a human thing. So, it's, like, do you want to put him on, especially with DeLon right now being the future as of yesterday... You know, <laughs> oh man that was like, and 13 we what, can depend on thir- that now 13 rebounds yeah, 13 th- rebounds are beastly yo buddy And they were all contested. Yeah, it was 100%. It wasn't like, like, oh, everyone else let let DeLon have the ball. He grabbed 13 offensive rebounds.
4: Oh,
2: man, totally. For 12 putbacks. Did did you see
4: the parts where he was screaming after putting him back? I love it. Oh, man. And he has such a... Little Minnie Mouse out there pumping his chest and arms. It's hilarious. Oh,
2: I loved it so much. And also, like, I'm a big fan of any time a player screams, but they don't have a deep voice. Like, yeah. (laughs) DeLon was doing tons of like, ah! Which <laughs> is just so fun, but that's Sounds the like Zoo tooting itself, so you know.
4: Well,
3: <laughs> that's the other thing why the Norm Powell thing doesn't really like bother me is that like the Raptors, their biggest uh, attribute is their depth, almost. Yeah, where it's like that's up. they have two great players, like honestly, great players, but they have so much depth and they can play like the game four and, different and ways. And
2: we've been really healthy, and you know, knock on wood, yeah. but injuries happen. And as soon yeah. as there's that one thing, you know, Norm's going to come in. Um, and four, but yeah, forty million doesn't mean as much as it used to. But yeah, here's uh, here's here's a,
4: here's a weird thought that I kind of had yes or yesterday was yesterday or yeah even yeah yesterday watching the Bulls game. Okay. Um, ha, like as far as importance and key cogs to this team and the future of the success of it.
0: Yeah.
4: I don't a hundred percent believe within this new system, just for a glimpse, that Kyle Lowry was the most important piece. You know what I'm saying? Like, like his importance with this team and its significance is slowly going down with this new system. And I can see a lot of these, the the, the DeLon Wright, the, the Fred Van Vliet, the OGs becoming bigger role players in the next two, three years. And Kyle Lowry's um, position could be filled with a player of, who would fit a system better? You know, not necessarily a better player, yeah. but would fit this personal system better, but and it, would probably improve the 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 quality of this team.
2: But isn't that kind of like? like a, I'm not saying. Sorry, I was going to say, isn't that what we want? Though, isn't that the perfect passing of the torch? Like we signed Bacca and Lowry yeah, for three yeah. years. Don't that, we that's want it? Like, so that
4: so he's, fearful of him. Like obviously, playoff time. We're going to need some some Lowry time. We're going to yeah. need some of those just disgusting threes pull up from you know quick transition. Three seconds into the shot clock type of game, but like as far as the future, because like I know, but we're probably not winning the championship this year, so I look more towards like, you know, getting that extra piece or maybe swinging a buck or for some other pieces that can once again strengthen the core and second unit, and you know, just it's it's improving season by season. So I'm like, I'm not too afraid. I'm not, and it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling to be like, oh, okay, as long as we kind of got Demar in that core. You know, future's bright, you know? We're winning more than 50-something games per season type of thing.
2: Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, we've had so many young players step up that I think the immediate future and the long-term future is pretty bright for the Raptors. You know, I've heard us compared to the Clippers and Memphis quite a bit as far as, like, locking down on a core that could come back to bite us. But every time I hear an Mm -hmm. analyst talk about that, they're not really really acknowledging that the Raptors have just been made, basically hitting on every single draft, and Memphis and uh, and the Clippers have been doing the exact opposite. They've been either trading picks or making bad drafts. So we're yeah. we're not like them because. But like,
3: how many times? How many times in forget NBA history, sports history, has a team had that one year where everything clicks and they win the title? Because like. It's way more – I don't. I think that everyone really overestimates how much of a lock having a lot of, like, low draft picks is. You know what I mean? Like, sorry, I should say high draft picks. Like, mm-hmm. picking number one and number two, there's teams who have done that for, like, a decade and they never get better just because they're scouting department shit. Yeah. Whereas the Raptors, <clears throat> it's, like, it's way more reliable to just be, like – like, what the Raptors are basically is an upper middle class NBA team. Right. And then, like – You never know, man. Maybe someone gets hot. Maybe LeBron loses a step. Maybe Giannis, like the fact that Giannis can't shoot threes is a fucking big deal. You never know. They make it to the finals, and then maybe you get the the changing the guard thing. Like, no one thought the fucking Pistons were going to beat the Lakers when they beat them. Mm -hmm. Maybe that happens. I mean, the Pistons won a fucking title with Rip Hamilton. Like, that was their high score, was Rip Hamilton. And no one (laughs) thought they were going to do that. They were just like, oh, this is a it was just like every high school coach had a hard on for them because they were actually a team, goddammit. And they do chest passes and they do <laughs> bounce passes. And you see Rip Hamilton, he had a breakaway and you what he did? He took a mid range jumper. He did not lay it up. He practiced his <laughs> mid range, you know?
4: Look at that. He's running.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's running. Look at that. He waited for the rest of the team to come down so he could pass. <laughs> so Yeah, you know I mean, and then yeah, and then they basically had the same setup like Rip Hamilton and Chauncey Billups. Like pretty much I mean, we didn't we don't have Ben Wallace, but
2: Yeah. No, I think uh, I think that kind of leads into the next point pretty well, uh, as far as you know, optimism and, and system. Uh, Coach Casey was the uh, Eastern Conference Coach of the Month. Uh, I'll start with you again, Dylan. Uh, what imp- what has impressed you most uh, about Casey this year? I mean, honestly, the thing that's impressed
3: me the most is the faith that the Raptors organization just has in their core. Every time, every time, and this goes for players and for coaches. They always go, oh, we got to treat these guys, or like, oh, we lost in the first round. They just stay with everything, and I think, uh, I think being this late into your coaching run with a team and trying a new system, I think that instead of like them firing Casey and going with a new guy, because the the traditional thing would be fire the guy and get a guy with a new system for sure, a new head coach trying a new system,
2: and we got Stackhouse down there, so there there's a guy. Yeah, you know
3: what I mean? Exactly. There's
2: at least a guy. Yeah,
3: yeah exactly. So, I, I mean, it's just, I mean, overall, it's just faith and like, like I said before, like just staying, knowing that you're good and knowing that things get better and it's not, we have to wipe everything out if we're not, we don't win a title in four years.
2: Right. You know? yeah. yeah. So So, for you, it's kind of Casey, like the trust. Yeah, it's the trust—the trust, in, the trust he, in
3: him, the trust in like he knows these players better than you're not going to bring in a dude who's going to know Derozan and Lowry and right. even Powell and Valachunas better for sure. Yeah, and like the
2: kind of the other thing has been vindicated is him not playing Valachunas that much, oddly. Oh man, I, I because I, he's I, just that's a like, great point, and 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 boy, I'm going to let Alan go first, but I, I've criticized Casey. There's so many things I've criticized Casey for that, you know really he's winning the argument which kind of makes sense uh, if you compare me freddie revis to dwayne casey two men who've won yeah, the nba title before yeah, yeah so i don't know uh i'm kind of a, a guy who sits in section 309 a couple times a year <laughs> and he coaches the actual team so i mean it makes a bit of sense but um alan what's impressed you most about uh dwayne casey so far
4: yeah, I I, I to, to agree to Dylan's point. Just the idea that you know, he, uh, teach an old dog new tricks. Like he he redefined himself. He redefined his offense. You know, and he he really it's it's amazing to see because yeah, once again when you when you bring in a new coach, that's exactly what you want. You want a fresh new take and a fresh new look at the offense and the defense. And we got that without changing coaches, and we kept the familiarity that we we built with you know these many past couple of years. And yeah. The fact that he was willing to take that chance and just kind of hammer home and keep with it. And in the beginning, it kind of looked like it wasn't working and it's working and now he's coach, coach of the month. And it's, a, it, it, it's, it goes to show that Dwayne Casey, you know, he's, he's got a bunch of tricks in his sleeve. And yeah. I, I, I really, I, I trust him. I trust um, Masai with, and oh, the, the front end of the organization because they, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. And it feels so good to be, my home franchise know what they're doing because oh, for it's so amazing. Long, we had no idea what we were doing. We had Glenn Grunwald. You know, be, oh man, <laughs> exactly. We had Rob Babcock. Rob Babcock. Like, people who just yeah. sold our future for peanuts and like magic beans, you know, like yeah. This, no, this, is, this is this is awesome to
3: see. No, well, it, that's the great thing about having a Toronto team that's this good all the time is like we can look forward to the playoffs. Like this is the best. When's the last time a Toronto yeah. team was this sustainably good? Like the Blue Jays. Maybe the Leafs, yeah. in like the late 90s? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, with Doug Probably. Gilmore or something? Yeah. Like Gilmore and then Sundin, working in the Sundin years, that was like, what, seven years?
2: Yeah, yeah. actually. Matt yeah. knows more so, about so, hockey. Yeah, yeah. Sundin Sun did.
3: The uh, hockey stats, by the way. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think Sundin did go to the playoffs like f- like five or six or seven years in a row. Yeah. it, 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 yeah. it was The Pack Quinn years were very good to us. Yeah, we, we yeah, beat exactly. the shit out of yeah. Ottawa
3: every year. Exactly, and there was always like a... There's always a big argument like, oh, Sunday needs to be tougher. It's like, you no, know, sometimes things are just good. Like, yeah, can't yeah. they? And like, yeah. I feel like Toronto has been so starved for any team. I mean, the Leafs are getting better, blah blah blah. But so sustained, sustainably a good team that this is great. Like, let's just this is so much better. Yeah. And especially in the era where everyone's just trying to lose every game so they can get whoever number one is. Yeah. And then that guy gets a leg injury. It's like, yeah, for sure. Give me Kyle Lowry, who's just like great. Totally. Um. Hey,
4: he- that's, that's the thing, I, and I, I really don't appreciate about Radford fans, where the people who came along with the We the North campaign are demanding championships, like championship or bus, championship or bus. I'm like, hold on, hold on. Like, let's, let's just be good. Let's be good for a, exactly, a really long man. time. Let's enjoy that. And then when we have, like, you know, 10 trips to the NBA Finals, and it's Nothing's happening. Then we can maybe demand championship or bust. I don't think we have yeah. the, the the luxury to be a championship or bust yeah. franchise. You, you need to be we a, like we don't deserve a, it. We don't we I, didn't earn it. You know? I totally agree. I remember and, when Omar and, Cook was out there. Like, come on. Like, you know, like let's, let's let's be happy for what we got right now, and you know, enjoy the good basketball that we're seeing.
2: Yeah, yeah, like for for me, it goes back to the point too of like sustained success is more important for certain franchises than it is you know mm. just going all in for a championship because. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you kind of got to work your way up to even put yourself in the position. You know, you got to play Ross a bunch of minutes so that he's a nice asset so that you can trade him for a bacca who hopefully fits in the next year and makes your team better, which he has. And yeah, it's like, I mean, is patient, Casey's patient. And I think that having a really patient, you know, even keeled, uh, you know, people running this franchise is, is everything right now. And like, I'm with you guys. I think Casey, you know, uh, an old dog or, you know, whatever changing stripes, whatever that analogy (laughs) I'm trying to smash together is, is, uh, is impressive. And I'll just add that. I think his rotations have been almost perfect. Like, I think there's been a couple games, especially early in the season where he's played too many guys, like, especially when we were, I think before Bebe got injured, he was playing well so we were doing like too much of the platoon center stuff but now the baby mm-hmm. got injured and yakup's like the for sure backup and you know can finish games like he did you know kind of yesterday and and we're rolling with this uh the with the you know siakam um ibaka lineups and and J- yeah we yeah we're not you know we're not um being upset when jv doesn't fit it it, it seems like everyone's okay with it too like norm gave um Gave DeLon such a warm reception after the game yesterday. So I think Norm is at least playing the part and pretty happy. And Casey's just keeping all these guys motivated. And I think winning is, yeah. it's uh, If you're going to roll 10 in the playoffs, that's amazing.
3: Because then you don't have to worry about, like, Lowry's wrist or whatever. I mean, you do have to worry about Lowry's wrist because he's a better player than those guys. But, like it make if everyone is shooting and con, if everyone maintains confidence it's so much easier to roll with like even those playoff injuries that people just play through yeah right
2: so okay i got a I got a raps uh, trade deadline question for you guys. Oh no. It's kind of a bunch of questions. So use just... the
3: fan five ninety. I now. know. <laughs>
2: fan five ninety with Bob McCowan. I live in Forest Hill and I smoke a ton of cigs.
3: <laughs> um, I wear sunglasses inside and my wife never returns my home.
2: <laughs> Soccer? Soccer's dumb. It's That's not even fired. a sport. <laughs> um I
4: am ready versus the podcast. We'll do it. Yeah. Start that right
2: <laughs> oh my God. If the, if the four of us got in a fight with Bob McCowan, he'd beat the shit up. <laughs> <laughs> You're confident. <Godfeder? laughs> oh, Bob McCowan would have everything. a smoke in one hand and he would just like line <laughs> us up in one punch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> remember, that, remember that commercial? You'd be like, yeah, they could probably uh, fill the sky down with all the people that hate me.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just
3: I'll, I'll <laughs> spit in your stupid fucking face. <laughs> if I saw Bob McCowan, I would spit in his face just because I had to say that now. If I, if I went too far with it, but I'll live up to my word.
0: <laughs> if I
2: saw Bob McCowan, I'd close my eyes, bow my head, and let him bottle me. <laughs> You'd give a bottle of goose? <laughs> For sure, Bob oh, McCowan. That's
4: thing you could possibly do. <laughs> yeah, dude.
2: Um, I don't know why he'd want to bottle me, but well, that's the closest I
3: feel thing. like he would, you know? That's the closest you can be to be being knighted in the Canadian sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and
4: Hound bottles you. A, That is a Canadian knighting.
2: Yeah, It'd yeah. be like a Molson export too. And then Darren Titian
3: fucks your girlfriend. That's what's happening. Oh, for
4: sure. I saw Nick Kiprios one time, and I scared the shit out of him. And then i I think he was gonna fight me. You know, it was a very fight or flight moment. i like Nick, I just yelled it out, and he's like looked at me for like a good like two seconds. Nice. I was like, oh man, he could he could take me down. Like, all right. Unless it's one of those Sorry things where his,
3: he's taking so many punches to the face that you just get near his chin and he's like, his body's like, shut down, shut down. Yeah. There's
2: danger. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. danger. <laughs> shut it. down. Um, I served uh, Doug Smith at a Lone Star Texas Grill once and he said, <laughs> This, he said, this of- chicken's not hot enough. And he whipped a hot skillet in my face. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he, he didn't give me a tip and then he bottled me. It was very no, your no, tip. <laughs> <interesting. Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> You don't spend that in one life, right? I, I I'm so sorry for my weird getting bottled by uh. You get bottled <laughs> by
3: a lot of the sports. <laughs> media. By
2: minor, minor, minor celebrities. <laughs> Straight up, um, Jim Van Horn tried to give me twenty bucks.
3: <laughs> he was like, "I know your comedy and it's very good," and he gave me twenty bucks. Sick. Jim Van Horn did, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh baby, um, okay, <laughs> no, so yeah, Raptors trade deadline, guys. Um, so uh you know things are going to get tricky with uh, if if we don't trade jv uh, as far as you know uh, the luxury tax and um and the apron and and kind of making sure we're in, in a position to add players and, and that sort of thing uh then there's obviously the the question that's always been there which is will mlse um pony up uh will or, or are they you know on top of masai right now saying we're not going to be okay with you not getting rid of um of JV or or shedding some salary. So, or 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 Norm or actually I don't think we can trade Norm till after July, but but regardless, are there any moves that are are needed or or even advantageous that you think would make sense? I'll, I'll start with you, Alan, Any moves at all? I, uh, some people in the um give me some Raptors news uh face, Facebook group are talking about Nerlens Noel, they're talking about Jabari Parker, um Chris Middleton, just, uh, just, yeah, I'm just throwing some names out there. Is there anyone that you're like, oh man, this team needs, or, um, we could trade JV for this guy or anything that makes sense to you?
4: Um, you, you know, it was always about that drum and trade, but
2: obviously that's looking less and less likely as time goes mm-hmm. by. Um,
4: I, I don't, I don't know that the, the Parker and Noel, they sound very intriguing, but once again, both of those players, uh, I think we're trading for potential, you know? And because yeah. we haven't, they haven't really established themselves, and it's not, and, that, and to some degree, no fault on their own, you know, injuries, and obviously with Noel, like you know, not getting any opportunity. I, I honestly was really looking like for that Okafor before Okafor got moved to to, to, to Brooklyn. I was, I wanted that. I wanted that because I'm pretty sure we could have dumped off like a baby and some other places. I don't think you know Philly really gave a damn about who they got back for that. He just kind of wanted to get rid of that player. Right. But yeah, I think Okafor was the guy I was looking at. And now that he's gone, I really don't have anyone personally to look forward to, to getting, but yeah, I think JV is a player that we probably should move. But once again, I think MLSC sports, after winning with the, um, what's it called? M- um, TFC, I think they're willing to, to pay. I think they understand what it takes to win a championship and, you know, keeping uh, their fan base uh, excited and engaged. Cause that brings in more money in the long run, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, Dylan, I just, I don't know, man, what can, what's, why ruin something that's going really well? I mean, JV's fine with, I mean, this is more of like a, a personality thing than yeah. more like a pen, potential thing, but it, he seems fine with playing 22 minutes a game and he's good in those 22 minutes. So, and he's improving too. You and know? you can trade him after the year when it's like, like I said, like I said before the playoffs, he usually plays really well in the playoffs. And then in the regular season, that's when you're like, okay, things are getting weird. But, like, so he'll play well in the playoffs, and then you trade him at the height of his value. Because literally, if you listen to, like, any basketball podcast, after the – like, around this time, JV for someone who's just, like, a a center, who's, like, maybe a fringe, so we cover that hole, and then maybe another guy. But then after the playoffs, people are talking, like, JV and – people were actually saying JV and something else for Boogie after last year. And I was like, that's insane. But, yeah, that's the kind of guy, like, that's what he does in playoffs. When the game slows down, we need that presence. And, like, I don't know, maybe he just becomes, like, they're saying he can shoot threes. Like, Dwayne Casey said JV can shoot oh, threes. Oh,
2: yes. I think he's, like, five for 12 on the year either. or something.
3: No, but, like, he's going to start doing that a lot. Like, they're going to
2: start, they're mm-hmm. going to try and make him Marcus. All He looks Fine. good taking threes. Yeah, of course he does. Um, yeah. For me, yeah, I, I I think I'm kind of in between both of, like, uh, both points you guys brought up, which is, Yeah, I hope MLSC will foot the bill because it seems like everything is great, and I hope we won't force a trade just to get out from under some salary. Uh, As far as who we could maybe move, the redundancies in the roster, I think, are Norm Powell and JV. Um, I think they're both nice to have, but if, you know, there's some kind of situation that really jumps out, like, as an opportunity, let's say, you know, let's say... New Orleans decides they're absolutely going to move Boogie. If they, I mean, I don't like that, man. No, I, I, I mean, think that, I, I think that's like a you would take Boogie, eh? I don't, I don't like that. I think you're taking a huge risk. I think he is a risk, but if you're telling me that, um, even just to get out from some salary, um, that and Boogie might walk. But if if you're telling me that, you know, let's say New Orleans would take, um, would give up Boogie for Norm. And um, JV, I see that as kind of like a nice double win for us because it would make our roster much better this year and really give us a shot, I think, at making some even more noise than we already might make. And we'd be able to kind of get out from the norm. Again, I don't think norm or JV are really, really bad contracts. I just think they're a bit redundant because it looks like DeMar is going to be awesome for five years. And... You know, having Norm kind of plays the same position, and it also looks like we're we'll have Yakup on really cheap money for a while. Mm-hmm. And Ibaka yeah, likes guess. to play the center, so I think it would put us in a position. But that's the thing, like if to crush you get, it. If you get
3: Demarcus Cousins, it's no longer Demar Derozan's team. It's no longer Kyle Lowry's team. That the done, and Demarcus Cousins come in, and when his here's the thing, they the Pelicans have so much fucking talent. Yeah. When do they start like crushing other teams? You know what I mean? I know oh, it's a different league and you can't have two bigs that like pretty much dominate. Right. Like, but those, if it's going to be any two guys, it's going to be those guys, man. They're so I think,
2: good. I think they've been okay this year though. And, you know, there's not a lot after holiday and like more. Moore. Um, I lo-
4: think you could stop at holiday.
2: Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could probably stop at Holland, and, and
4: for us, if if it's you know, like if it's him, Solomon Kyle, I'm like, no, yeah, Solomon I know, like, I Hill. I mean, the after, potential after is amazing. <laughs> and, yeah, this is a huge drop off, and they, they they don't have any wings, they don't have any perimeter defenders, and yeah, I think I think they're they're definitely defying all expectations this year with what they're doing, and I think Boogie and 80 are somehow coexisting. It's very, yeah. it's awesome to see, but I I think I think you could, I think Demarcus Cousins could be t- told like, hey this is a system you want to win, right? Here's a system that we can let you win. You know, I think, I don't think he necessarily... He'd be like, no, I score a 40
3: a game. I to be be the, <laughs> you know, be
4: the, be the alpha. I, think, I, think he do, I don't think that he does, like, his bully ball. But, like, my thing would just... I, I don't think we, we have to get rid of JB. I just think that, like, when you have a center, your starting center only gets four rebounds and zero points. It's like, well, then, that, that, that slot that out of the 13 players can be filled by something else that you could use or something to buttress something else to fill out different spaces because like I, yeah he, I, I think he's happy with it but like 16 18 minutes a game and getting under like six rebounds you know i think we're i think we're definitely losing in that category i think we, we could get somebody who can just maybe block maybe somebody who can get rebounds i mean because like, we don't necessarily have that like when um what's his name uh abaka wants to block it's great to see but then sometimes like, he just is like kinda of, I feel I'm looking kind of old. I think I'm pretty oh. sure he's got that whole uh maker disease where he's 50 years younger than he or older than he really is. <laughs>
0: yeah
2: yeah I think but, I think a, a day rest or like a Baca two days rest versus a Baca, like one day rest is such a dramatic turnaround. <laughs> oh. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. If he gets two days rest he's like popping threes chase down <laughs> blocks and dunking on people's heads. Yeah and If he doesn't get a day's rest or two days rest, he's basically just like pointing at people to cover up his mistakes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the problem.
4: People understand.
2: That's why even like getting Andre Drummond,
3: I was like, because Andre Drummond, people focus on how like big he is. Like he's 6'10", 280. That's a beautiful body. No one's going to say it isn't. (laughs) But he doesn't, (laughs) but he doesn't
2: like, he's not a really physical guy for being that big. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, he's got kind of a
4: boy player, he's he's been been a great. lot
2: better this year, though, as his, like, his whole handoff. Like, yeah. he, I, I think Van dude, Gundy has finally got him to be efficient, and that kind of goes in the line with the whole Tobias Harris-like thing. Yeah, yeah. Because how old is Drummond? 25? Yeah. You know what I mean? But so like, it makes sense. Do you want to have a
3: guy at the end of a playoff game, two minutes left, you have to have him on the floor, great shot blocker, great rebounder, you yeah. got to have him on the floor, who shoots 40% from the line.
2: Wait, hasn't he? He's improved this year, though. Isn't that the big thing with Drummond?
4: He's like, He's he's eighty percent this year, isn't he? Or seventy percent? Jesus
2: Christ! I didn't know he's Bye. that high, but but I know he made a no, dramatic just, improvement. I'm, I'm to look that up. Disgustingly high. Yeah, no, I, I'm yeah. sure it will settle down somewhere like closer to his career average. But no, he made no some man. I was, I was super wrong.
3: Yeah, get it. Yeah, him. you're you're wrong
2: as hell. No, Kyle
3: and Demar for Drummond now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kyle no, Demar no. <laughs> and me. I'll move to Detroit. I th-
2: I think for me, it's really like I- I'd like to see Bebe moved for sure, just because uh, he's a lost asset if we don't trade him. Um, yeah, Fred,
4: you got, got thing beat him out for his position. Um, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and
2: and I'm pretty sure Fred is a free agent. But, you know, considering he's an undrafted rookie, I'm not exactly sure, but I'm sure we could offer him barely. I forget, you know, the way it all works, but I'm sure we are able to retain him with relative ease. So I i, I don't think he's an issue. But Bebe, you know, will probably... He'll make, I don't know, like a million dollars more than we can pay for him, so.
3: Okay, so he's shoot 63% right now, so no worries. Okay, so okay. yeah, he
4: came down, yeah. It was like 80-something percent. Great. The year great. They had that, like, 60- giant run. Legit, 63 <laughs> like, up from 49. So
3: 39
2: to 63 is insane.
3: 37, the highest he had shot before shooting 63 this year, 42 in his second year, and then it went down to... It went down to 39, 36, and 39 again. That's insane. That's some heinous free throw shooting. Man, free throw, uncontested shot at the basket from super close. You're still not even shooting as well as Clay Thompson contested from literally twice as far away. Yeah.
4: Well, yeah, but it's, it's that whole thing where it's like they're big and the ball's tiny. It's like shooting on those like little tiny hoops that you have in your bedroom.
2: Totally. There's a yeah. whole
4: video that was like explaining the science of why it's harder for bigs to shoot it. What they should be doing is the whole Rick Barry underhand free yep. throw thing. Yeah,
3: man. Well, Shaq had that whole interview where he's like, yeah, I shoot a lot better that way, but uh, I will never do yeah. that.
2: <laughs> I know. Sha- like, that's like, Shaq has a bunch of that stuff in his career. It's like, man, if you like, were maybe 20 pounds heavier, you'd probably stop injuring your toe, and he'd be like, get out of my office. <laughs> you know I mean? like, like Sha- Shaq definitely did it the way he wanted to do it. That's great. Um, you, you would have averaged 40 a game. <laughs> oh, Totally. Okay. Some 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 light uh some light stupid questions coming your guys' way. Uh Dylan, what's your favorite Raptors jersey ever? This one right now.
3: Honestly, I like the Huskies jersey better than anything. Yeah, Huskies so jersey? Sorry, man. Yeah. That, that's fine. I like that. I like I think it's nice that all the Toronto teams would be blue and white then.
2: Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. That, that, that actually was my answer. But since I usually answer last, I'm gonna try and think of a new one. <laughs> um, yeah. Alan, what's your what's your favorite jersey?
4: Yeah, I was gonna say the Huskies too. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Dylan. Um, but uh, I have to go. Then I'll, my second favorite is probably those old school uh, Carter ones with the nice lines and everything's cut out. The Champion ones. Like oh, those, like the purple stripes. I had a great time with
2: those. Are you talking about the purple stripes?
4: Yeah, I like that. That's fun. Those the, good times.
2: Those were pretty amazing. Um, mm. Yeah, for me, I, I'll, I'll say a couple quick things. I hate the camo jerseys. Uh, Those just make me so freaking angry Um, But you hate the troops, huh? That's cool I hate the troops, no no. I don't hate the troops But, (laughs) you know, we should honor the rest of uh, our citizens, right? Why can't we have nurse night? Huh? Why can't we have (laughs) bus driver night? That would be nice You know what I mean? They're
4: hardworking, overworking (laughs) Yeah, why can't we have,
2: like, a person who's up at 5 a.m. to make uh, office people bagel night? You know what I mean? Like, there's
4: a lot of people
2: doing things in our society that are that sucks. Um, but uh, yeah, I, like for me, it's the Huskies jerseys too. But I I was a big fan of the purple. Uh, I know that the Lakers yeah. are gold and purple. Uh, I like the Drake jerseys, uh, the or the golden, the OVO kind of golden black ones. They're I all hate, right. I hate that. You hate them. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, um, I'm,
4: not a, I'm not a huge fan of that either. Whoa, okay. T- Meal <laughs> Ooh.
2: That buzzer Sorry. is hooked up to my temple, so ouch. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but uh, We should have other famous Toronto
3: celebrities that get a night to style yeah. the... Yeah, right, come on now. Exactly. Oh, yeah. We should have Tarzan Dan night. Tarzan, Tarzan. Dan. Tarzan Dan oh, gets the done. whatever the jersey Trombo is. Combo night. It was, Ooh, strombo night. It's just flannel. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Sookin Lee. <laughs> All the players have
4: to wear rings when they play.
3: That's Oh, that would be so fun. A lot a lot pretty sick. Dude, if, yeah, they didn't change the jersey, but we get to wear a bunch of fucking sick rings. Be hey, amazing. everyone.
2: <laughs> We're going to be uh, rolling out our <laughs> Loblaws <laughs> jerseys with Galen Weston and his son. <laughs> everyone has a huge <laughs> pinky ring. <laughs> and
3: fouls are illegal for the Raptors now. Oh, oh wow <laughs>
2: yeah. this is really like mutating fast um okay N- another uh okay, i guess one's a bit of an odd one i actually found out the answer right before the podcast but maybe you guys didn't Uh-oh. what happened to stripes what happened to stripes uh do you know who stripes is first of all dylan we'll start with you i thought you meant stripes on the jersey no <laughs> dude do, do you know who stripes is
1: no. Is nope. that the second mascot? But yes. So oh. when the main
2: Raptor tore his ACL uh, with a bunch of school kids, which is very <laughs> funny, but also very sad. Yeah, no, it was, it was oh rough. He's a mascot and he tore his ACL. It sucked. Show him the um, backflips. But uh, no, they replaced him with a, um, uh, another Raptor that wore a different Jersey and his name was Stripes. Uh, and then they kind of coexisted last year and now yeah, Stripes has yeah. disappeared. So I happen to know where he is, Alan. Do you know where Stripes is? Are you Stripes? Oh shit! <laughs>
0: yeah, man. <laughs> wow.
2: Uh, how'd you I know that, dude? That you're <laughs> yeah, I'm Stripes, and I'm. Uh, I tore my ACL. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy when the Raptors tore his ACL. We we'll man. They
4: stand on me. My country sat
2: on. Me. Uh, Dylan, <laughs> Dylan. Where Where do you
3: think Stripes is? Honestly, I think he's managing a pizza pizza. He's probably in the
2: D-League. Is he in the D-League now? Wow, Matt. Yes, he is. He's with the Raptors 905. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's his bit now. He acts like Jesus Christ. (laughs) And it's really, really...
3: How much does that suck for Stripes, though?
2: Oh, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. that The Raptors mascot was just like... Yeah. I work alone. No, and apparently they <laughs> took away his Toronto condo and he
1: has like a oh, Mississauga condo. No, <laughs> I've just seen the Marilyn Monroe, oh, the no. Marilyn
2: Monroe
3: building.
1: That's the yeah. worst version of himself. Yeah. You're not
3: allowed to drink anything flavored anymore, only water.
2: What?
4: <laughs> yeah, no flavors. Sorry. <laughs> they man. just
2: took away all the things he loves.
4: <laughs> if, 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 if I was him, I would like Tanya Harding, the main Raptor guy. I'd just be like, you know.
2: Sure, I'd Go out need, there just a bar to his legs. We need more of that in society like Tanya Harding style moves. um okay here here's um I'm getting back to some serious Raptor stuff here guys. Uh, so check this out. um I'm gonna go with you Alan. Um, the Raptors are seven and seven against uh winning teams. who do you think uh or h- how do you think this team kind of gets better or or performs better against those teams? Or is this one of those overblown stats we shouldn't worry about yet?
4: Um, Mm -hmm. Digging themselves out of those third-quarter holes or just holes in general. I think when the the Raptors lack um, a bit of uh, veteran presence. And a lot of times, you can see it. You can see it in their faces when they get beat they're beaten and it's hard to kind of pull, pull themselves back up right. from those kind of holes and deficits. So I think something like that, a little bit of consistency, especially defensively, because like, you're not always going to score, yeah. but you can always defend, you know, like their rhythm defending is not something that goes away from game to game. I think that's something that you can be consistent. Once you put that in the forefront, you make it an, an importance and realize that's where you win those games. Yeah. I think that's where the Raptors can, you know, improve against those teams and become a more uh, uh, effective tool, especially against, you know, better winning teams, yeah.
2: You know? Yeah, I think you saw that um against uh G State and San Antonio this year. Our our loss to Boston <clears throat> pardon me. Our loss to Boston, you know, really came down to a shot. DeMar had a chance to win the game. So that wasn't really one of those games where you can like point to any particular loss of composure or I'm sure the system broke down and it got a little bit of ISO late in the game. But you know, you watch Golden State games and Uh, if that gets, if it, if it gets down to the wire, they get pretty ISO too. And it really comes down to who can get a bucket. Um, and that's why obviously the, you know, uh, it's not full on analytics in the playoffs quite yet, just because of, uh, you know, defense is keying in on certain, certain plays and, and certain players. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think for the Raptors to consistently beat these better teams, Uh, For me, it's about maximizing the starting lineup because when you have a deep rotation, it's good to fall back on. And, you know, like obviously like that game against the Bulls, you know, our starters played bad and then Van Vliet comes in. He looks like he's just absolutely going to win the game himself. DeLon kind of takes the torch from Van Vliet and all of a sudden our our backups are just destroying their backups and it kind of buoys us enough to win the game and 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 run away with it in the fourth, like at the basically at the end of the game. But even our starters had kind of a bad second half. And I think for this team to really be top notch, we're gonna have to bury more teams. Um, even though we have the third best point differential in the NBA, but you know we're talking about you know constantly improving. So, but but yeah, I think our starters have to be just that much better. Our, our starters have to outplay other starters, and our bench has to outplay um other benches like that's where you know we're trying to be the best team in the nba um dylan i'm gonna re-hit you with this question so the raptors are seven and seven against teams that are uh i don't know if it's above yeah i think it's above 500 so so basically we're seven and seven against good teams or playoff teams um how do we how do we make that even better like what what do what do you stands out as like well we can improve this
0: well, I
3: think that, honestly, the Raptors are in a really, really advantageous position being in, like, the last couple of years, they've been in a really good position where they're in the East. So, like, it's going to sound weird, but it's too early in the season. Like, they can just try different shit against right. these good teams in the last two minutes. So, so, so you're like right. Keep experimenting is what we yeah, need to do. Yeah, keep on experimenting because we haven't – we got to the conference finals and then we got in the least close six-game series in the history of professional sports um, <laughs> where LeBron was like <laughs> – yeah, I've been rattled before. I'm not rattled. And then everyone's like, I know. <laughs> we'll see, um, because Bismack <laughs> blocked a bunch of your, oh, no, you dunked
2: on him, and now he's yeah. leaving. And then and the next year, he actually drank a beer in the first game. <laughs> <laughs> when he did that, I was like, why, man?
0: Like,
3: <laughs> just beat us. He's done like, some fucking... That d- sucks. He's done some dirty things to the rap. Remember the first time he was in Cleveland and Chris Bosh's cousin was like, you guys fucking suck. Oh yeah. And then he hit he like hit he made like 25 points in the fourth quarter and (laughs) stared at her the whole time. And then everyone, everyone uh, this was like when Twitter was first started on Twitter was like, why the fuck? (laughs) Get your fucking cousin out of the goddamn (laughs) arena, Chris Bosh why'd you make him angry, Chris (laughs) Bosh? Like no one was blaming the Raptors for not guarding him. They're like, why'd you make him better? (laughs) He made him mad and now we're losing. Mm.
2: Yeah. So we just try and to. That's why they have no cousin burger at and <laughs>
3: But if you can have
2: <laughs> But if you cousins fucking suck, man. They don't know their goddamn roles.
3: Yeah, the cousin burger, what that is, you get half a burger because he ate the other half. Fucking shitty cousins. <laughs> they expect shit from... We're not family. Um yeah, the brother-in-law burger
0: is just like not enough sauce. Just it's just cigarettes on that. a bun.
3: Uh, <laughs> it's just old cigarettes. No, but like if you could be seven and seven against five hundred and above teams and still be like, what, in and out of first place in the conference, just try different for shit. Start Delana Center in the last two minutes. Who gives a shit? Yeah. We're gonna be fine anyway. <laughs> like, I'm not worried. I if they were if they were, let's say, if they were four and ten against above five hundred teams, then I'd be like, Oh shit, you gotta try some different stuff. But I mean, it's all yeah. just experimenting at this point in the season. I think um mm. Yeah, you're just you're just in the groove of oh shit. There's 82 of these.
2: Yeah, you I, know what I mean. I <laughs> think like you know I hate to say this because I really do like him as a player, but I think um, as far as like, us getting more and more and more elite, while well, kind of still keeping the the depth rotation thing, I really do like this move to um, to bench Norm because I think it opens yeah. up Van Vliet and Delon, and I'm a big believer in in like guys need even the lower end of the guys. Or like the lower end of the rotation, they need 12, 15 minutes. I'm I really don't like when any coach plays a guy for like six minutes and pulls them. It's like I think guys need to really have some consistency, even if even if they come in at different points of the game. I think even your low you know low end guys they need those like ten yeah, and minutes and know that they are valued by the team. And yeah, exactly. Coach. And and I I do like the idea where it's like okay, Norm, if you come back in. You're not gonna play five minutes. Like I wasn't a big fan of what Casey did to Norm against the Bulls. Uh He played him yeah, like
4: three minutes at the end of the game.
2: No, it was like 45 seconds. That's so. Weird. And and or maybe I'm wrong, but I, I I thought he brought Norm in with like a minute, oh, like less than a minute, and then Norm made uh he fouled someone on a three, and I was just like, Norm doesn't need this. He, <laughs> you know what I mean. He doesn't yeah. need to feel like <laughs> crap. Like yeah, I yeah. think that's. I mean, I guess whatever, you, like it's important to get Lowry out of the game so he doesn't injure himself or whatever. But um, I'd prefer just have 10 guys or whatever. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, two more questions here for the raps. And uh, we, we, we're not going to do a ton on the NBA, but we are going to do some. Um, I don't know who I'm going to for. I'll, I'll, I'll go to Dylan first. Yo. Is Kyle Lowry an all star this year?
3: I don't think so. I'm sorry, guys.
2: It's okay. (laughs) Do you you have uh, immediate uh, replacements for him? It's weird this year because we don't know how it's going to work with the like the picking of teams. Yeah, there's going to be a captain who assumes LeBron. Also, to do the NHL thing. Yeah, so I guess he has to pick players from the East. Is that how it works? I think that since basketball has moved, and this is someone said this. Who said this? I think it was. Was
3: it? Oh, I hope it was Bill Walton. Yeah, because Bill Walton's my he's my spirit he's my spirit animal. But yeah. uh, positions are only so that you can like they're only positions in basketball are really only so that people can understand the game easily who aren't totally. playing the game right. So I think and I think that's more than ever now where they're like oh who's center Ibaka it's like everyone's just
4: playing you know what I mean right? I, so I, I don't I don't I don't. But to the all-star, like, I feel like you need the centers, man. I feel like no one's giving love to the big guys anymore. And we're kind of going further and further away from that. I like it when Brad Miller was an all-star. That was a lot of fun, man. <laughs> Remember <laughs> when Antonio
2: okay, okay.
3: Davis was an all-star with Wait, 13 and nine? Let's put a pause here.
2: No, no, no. We need to go back to Brad bad. Miller. That was, baby, that was good. Time. Need, Brad Miller could pass. <laughs> we need to go back to Brad Miller. Like, we, uh, okay, I, I, okay, my phone. Is now gonna be when if Alan ever calls me, it's gonna be him saying that I like I liked it when Brad Miller was an all-star. <laughs> that's that's gonna be like my ring for when Alan calls.
0: Yeah, that, man. It that's was nice though. When posi-
3: when position- <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, when positional basketball was a thing where it was like, Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, we got a bunch of power forwards averaging at 25,
2: but Brad Miller's the only center. Okay, let me uh he's averaging 12. Let me maybe rephrase this question. I actually do think Lowry is still an All-Star. I think his his role has been lessened. So rephrase the question so that you're stating your opinion. That's right. That's right. Unprofessional. Um, But, okay. No, I'm going to phrase it this way. Um, I'm going to give you some players, both you guys, and you tell me uh, if you'd be upset if they were an All-Star over Lowry. And let's just kind of scrap positions here for a sec. Um, So, uh, Dylan, Joel Embiid. If he if he makes it and Lowry doesn't are you like what the hell no you're, you're like that makes O way more fun that, than that makes total sense yeah you, even if even if but Philly's like five the games below, 500 game,
3: you what I forget who does it which sport does it this way but they have a mm. bunch of DNps in the all-star game and yeah. that's because the all right. At the end of the day, the All-Star game is a fun thing to watch. Right. Joel Embiid makes that thing way more fun than Kyle Lowry.
2: But it's a, it's also a big credit for players, for future contracts, yeah, that's, for, that's, for that's their hot, history. Hot, so then open right it up there. to
3: 15 people and have Lowry be a DMP. But, I mean, I would way rather see Joel Embiid play that game. Joel Embiid said one of the funniest things of all time where he said, I'm just trying to enjoy right now because people are going to
2: hate me in two years. Because I know, man. That kid is smart. He's um, so smart. Okay, Alan. Uh, do you think uh, would would you be upset if Kemba Walker made it over Kyle Lowry? Hell yeah! So he's having way better stats, but but his team's like I don't know, like 13 games below yeah. 500. Charlotte's having a disaster yeah, like, of a year. So so yeah, for, so for you, you're like that sucks because that's kind of yeah, who I it think... would be. It would be a what like, guys like this because you know if, if you're like okay, DeRozan's in, Kyrie's in, Walls in, um, Oladipo's in. Would... After that. It's gonna be guys like Kemba. But here's or the thing about here, there's nothing or Porzingis. You know, there's nothing
3: that helps. And it's gonna sound like a weird thing because this isn't about being a Raptors fan. This is more like right oh, as business, Dylan. But uh, Ooh, business, Dylan. Hello. Sorry, I just put on a three-piece suit, and I got on a Mercedes. My name's Business Dylan. Pardon me, sir. (laughs) Let me take off my top hat to reveal a smaller hat. He's
2: got a monocle. (laughs) I don't
3: have glasses anymore. I have two monocles. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Shit, this guy's all right. Hey, I
4: saw you in Mad Max. (laughs) Yeah, I was sick. It's got no hands free. I love it.
3: Um, But Kemba Walker, like, there's nothing. What year was it when the Raptors, they sucked ass? I think it was one of those Chris Bosch years where it's like, Uh We were like 20 games under about hype 100, but we like, but Chris Bosh made the all-star game. And right. it was just a fun little. Was thing. that where you campaigned? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But having Kevin Walker and the Hornets be shit and having Kemba Walker made the game means so much more than us having Lowry make it and DeRozan. Yeah. I mean, Lowry and DeRozan, that's cool. But right. like, I just remember what it was like to cheer for a shitty team. So I feel for it. And Kevin Walker play. Kemba Walker is another guy who's playing and has achieved so much more as a basketball player than anyone thought. Everyone oh, thought he was time. just going to be a rotation guy.
2: Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just cap it here with my, my final opinion on the matter. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw a hissy fit. If, this is my if, final thought. If, it's my final thought. Um, if Larry doesn't make <laughs> I'm going to freak out. You're gonna kay. freak out. Or a little freak out, okay. <laughs> what are you gonna do for your freak out? Oh man, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna actually bottle Bob McCallum's
4: back. <laughs> <laughs> night, I'm gonna Canadian night him right there.
2: <laughs> um, okay, last Raptors question. It's a very, very serious one. I'm gonna start with you, Alan. I really want you to think about this. Um, is the restaurant in the ACC sorta of shawarma good?
0: <laughs> and go,
4: Alan. <laughs> I have never been to it, and things that I haven't
0: done aren't
2: good. So, no, it's not good. Oh, Me and Dylan are looking sad. at each other, and you know, we had the same reactions to that, which is ooh. Things <laughs> that I don't do I'm aren't good. Never ooh. been there. Why is it Therefore, only sort of shawarma? Oh, I'm going to get to that, buddy. What <laughs> other things
4: oh, haven't you yeah. done, Alex? <laughs> Wait.
1: I'm oh, sorry. I don't know. They're not good, so. There's a hot dog in it. Right? But, oh. like, so <laughs> that's your opinion. Like, like this is, like, <laughs> worldwide They're
2: things. Okay, Dylan, have you ever had sort of shawarma? I really want to get more into
3: this, Alan. (laughs) Guys, Alan, you've never married a man, so that's bad. (laughs) So, gay marriage is bad, Alan.
2: Oh wow! I'm getting, I'm ruining your NBA TV career. Good. (laughs) You did.
3: You got. For the purpose of this conversation, I am married to a man now. (laughs) Shit, Um, Dylan's like, oh man, my
0: line of questioning fell. Damn damn it.
3: Fox News Dylan now. Okay, guys, I I'm got bring- back in the car. I got out. I'm naked. I'm just wearing a bib.
2: Guys, I, <laughs> that's I, for Fox I'm News. bringing this wild line of questioning back to sort of shawarma, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so sort of shawarma is, is a weird, weird mix of a shawarma and a Jamaican beef patty. And believe this. Oh. I'm down. I'm down for that. <laughs> believe this. Okay? I got two oh. words for you. It yes, is, wait, please. What? It is distinctly neither. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, you think it's like ooh, Jamaican beef patty. This is gonna be like Bathurst Station good, and then it's like oh, shawarma. This might be like Annex good. Um, <laughs> nice. Then you go there and it's, it's so truly down. nothing of 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 either of those like? things. It's like it's kind of like a wrap that has lots of corn and meat and lettuce, and it's really big. something that shouldn't exist. But I love it just because uh, it absolutely shouldn't exist, and it's kind of one of those weird it Toronto weird. things. It tastes weird as hell. Okay. Sort of. Shawarma. I'm gonna try
4: that. Is, is there a way to get it without going to a game? Like a person? Can I just like wait nope. outside? Alan, oh buddy, Alan, Alan, you
3: gotta sneak in there and get it. Okay? Alan, Alan, yeah. I will. Yeah. I will go to the ACC with you, Gosh. and they'll be like, "You have tickets." Like, no, we're just here for shortish warma. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> we're we're, we're, we're like, gonna be oh, like, your you're gonna score us sir. legit. Let us in. <laughs> I don't care what time of the game it is. We'll buy that and we'll leave. Like, no questions asked. No, yeah. no. We'll go to the phone. Fo- Hold
2: my phone, sir. Hold <laughs> yeah. oh, my phone. Yeah. De- Guys, you got it all wrong. We got to Oceans 11 our way into the ACC. Yeah. And uh, Bob McCowan's going to be there.
0: <laughs> Bob take. McCowan's going to buy a I would take.
3: love to be. <laughs> yeah, the only thing about it, I love shortish Warmer, but the, bu- the price is fucking bullshit, man. <laughs> you got to pay $60
2: yeah. just to get in to get it. <laughs> oh, Honestly, The way I cover charge for it. The way I <laughs> need to die is by taking a bite, a bite of sort of shawarma and having big boy bottle Bob McCowan bottle me. <laughs> big, big boy? Big boy Bob? <laughs> I got a new name. It's a big boy Bob. I'm a boy. I'm a little boy. <laughs> oh,
4: okay. okay I so like, so. how you get sainthood right there. Just okay, we got
2: Ooh, both, we, both, we got a couple both, NBA both. questions to get to. So. You're canonized. Yeah, <laughs> we got to canonize it. Um, <laughs> would you give us a big old sound spike for the NBA here? Matty. Big boy bottle. <laughs> <cow>. Big boy <laughs> Bob. Bob cow. Smoking cigs. Okay, here we go.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Harden just got injured for two weeks. Does that mean uh, LeBron James is the runaway champion Dylan got? The runaway champion with the runaway MVPs. Okay. <laughs> we changed the name. Now it's champion.
3: <laughs> now you're the man champion and there's a team champion. Yeah. Um. Does he make him the runaway MVP? Uh, yeah. I mean, what he's doing already is insane. Right. This isn't supposed to happen. Like, yeah. how much HGH is this dude on that he's still good at this age?
2: Oh. Oh. So much.
3: All of the HGH. All of it. I listened to a Harold song it. where it's just basically him <laughs> repeatedly saying LeBron James on HGH, and I was like, 180%. You can't <laughs> for test sure. for it. Oh yeah, you know you can't test for HGH. That's why, well. like in the UFC, some guys fight and they're like, "Oh, looks like his head has gained ten pounds." Because that guy is on HGH.
2: <laughs> no, I think LeBron is—he's uh, full. He's on that Lance Armstrong shit, where he's just like, he might be on TRT. That's he's just like thing. transferring his own blood every halftime or something. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, oh he's, yeah, like, yeah. he's like take my blood. I'd yeah. Like he probably Go goes to the, the lowest yeah. point. Uh, he goes to the Marion Strait, like in the ocean. So <laughs> do you know what I mean? he goes to like the <laughs> lowest point, like the core of the earth, and then he takes his blood out there, and then, <laughs> and then he puts the blood back in when he's
3: in like you know different arenas. I hope he never gets. I hope he never gets found out for doing steroids because he is a lovely man. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah, All his, his tweets are like, I amazing. agree with you That's ethically.
4: Like the last player, like, because like as a kid you attach your play your. Your um your happiness to a player yeah. and that's your guy that you ride for and as i got older i'm like i'm not doing that i'm going to be a fan of a lot of players like lebron was the last of those players so if that happens oh oh i'm less of a person that's what
0: happens
2: wow yeah, alan getting deep here okay yeah, that's sick. Yeah, so man. alan do you think uh, there's any other names i mean obviously there's 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 giannis and durant but is there anyone who's like no this person could take uh could still win the mvp from lebron here's how
4: Um, I i don't know. I I think it's always stacked the game for LeBron because we're just so used to what he's doing. But like you know, as Dylan said, he's like his 15th season in the league, and he's the best player in the NBA. And you need you need with three things to be MVP. It's like what record, stats, and narrative. He hasn't like the narrative this year. He finally has now that Kyrie. He does have the narrative. He he moved himself up there. Uh, Maybe Durant, but because there's that whole conversation where like has Durant finally you know, beat LeBron as he finally done this. And he beats, he got the head to head matchup this year, but yeah, I think it's, it's still between LeBron and uh, James Harden. I still, I think James Harden has enough time to, uh... To,
3: to kind of come back his, and, and recoup, yeah. I think we could see a lot of years, not a lot of years maybe, maybe a lot, I don't know, where you, where the narrative is basically LeBron wins the MVP for the season and Kevin Durant wins the Finals MVP. Because right. I can see that happening because there's no way you can give Kevin Durant, it's the most valuable player, it's not the most outstanding player. Like actually the CFL does most outstanding player. It
2: should be most outstanding it player. It should be most
3: outstanding yeah. player, but it's most valuable player, so with that wording... You have to take. Yeah, valuable. Such that—that's the weird
2: that kind of convolutes everything.
3: What if LeBron was injured up until now and Isaiah Thomas was playing with them? They probably still—they probably still be over five hundred. I'm not going to say that, but they certainly wouldn't be.
4: I don't think they would. They would not be five hundred. That—that team can't do anything without LeBron, man.
0: No, I think Isaiah
4: offensively, they wouldn't get it together. They'd be looking like um, uh, OKC.
3: Yeah, OKC's. I really wanted that to work,
2: (laughs) but no, OKC, OKC in Minnesota. It's not like. I, I was it's really not, into it's the not hoodie a disaster anymore though. Like OKC has uh, recovered a little bit. Like Russ is definitely playing. Well, They smashed the Lakers the other day. Yeah, and and Russ is doing like the efficient version of Russ, which is still yeah, not but very the Lakers efficient. Have but... lost
4: twelve straight, and Lonzo's been out for all of that. So have the Lakers lost twelve straight
2: them. I just, no
4: eight I straight. Think, them. Yeah, well, as far as OKC goes, what's his name? Um, Anthony needs to learn how to be a Dwayne Wade and just come off the bench. Like with him in that second unit, he would crush. He would kill everybody. There's no yeah. one who can guard him defensively that comes off the bench. Yeah, and then he, he needs can, to just you know put his ego aside and realize that like you know you're 33. Relax.
3: Yeah, you know, and, he can, and then he can still play. He can still play like Carmelo Anthony because he can't play like Carmelo yeah, he, Anthony against top string guys anymore. That's sad, but it's true. And and the other thing is they might. I mean, they've LeBron and Carmelo. I mean, this is a weird thing to mention right now, but LeBron and Carmelo have always wanted to play together. That'd be fun. I think yeah, LeBron's I don't know the why only he didn't
4: go. That was. That was a weird thing. Yeah. We didn't make that happen.
2: Yeah. The whole banana boat thing.
4: That's why I'm happy. They're both failing together.
2: The whole (laughs) banana boat thing. I don't really know how it's going to unfold because melo has got two more years. Wade looks pretty close to done, even though he's still playing like not not bad for Cleveland, but he still looks like any moment he could just basically like kind of be done. Uh, LeBron obviously looks ridiculous still. And Paul is with Houston. So, I don't know how that, if, if that all works out or whatever, but, um, they're all going to
3: play together at 38 and win a title without losing
4: a game.
2: Yeah. I think that's probably the most realistic,
4: <laughs> um, or, or they all go to the CBA when they're 45 and they, you know, play another 20 years. It's awesome. That
3: would be amazing. I'll wait, the Stephon CBA, Barber. like the I'll Canadian
4: basketball. No, wait, Wow. Tigers, baby.
0: Oh, the what? China Chinese. Have you, seen the,
3: have you seen the Chinese All Star game where a guy tried to throw another guy in alley oop and the guy just looked at him and went, What the fuck are you doing, man? Like
0: <laughs> that's
2: amazing. I
3: don't no. I don't get up that high.
2: Yeah. If you ever look at like former NBA player numbers, it's like uh it will be like Chuck Hayes, forty five rebounds
0: a game. And you're like,
2: What? What is
4: this? I like the inflation. I love the, 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 the American inflation. Yeah. Like yeah right, those are CBA points those are much less
3: I would pay good money to see Chuck <laughs> Hayes dominate a game oh me too. I would Chuck Hayes crosses a guy over he explodes and then just like does one of those do you remember when Dewan Blair did a Pump uh with a windmill in the rookie game. Did you ever see oh, that? Oh yeah. But he can't yeah. jump, so he literally was just on the floor and did a
2: windmill because his arms are so <laughs> long. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> that's be He's like, I have no MCLs. Take all my money. appreciate what you can get. <laughs> <laughs> um sure. Chuck Hayes is Matt's favorite player. And I think Matt would Whoa. be very excited to see uh Chuck Hayes crush uh um, Matt loves AMW's biggest
1: burger. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like, if I'm gonna eat a mama burger, I want it to be with Chuck Hayes.
2: If, if when Chuck Hayes goes in to, to, to A&W, does he say, I want the family?
1: Give <laughs> <laughs> me a uh, whole reunion, baby. Um,
4: guys, reunion, I love Chuck baby. Hayes. Uh,
2: okay, so uh, two more questions here. Um, this is a bit of a vague one, so just go for it, in whatever direction you want to go. Um, what is the, is, let's say, the, the medium to long-term future of the Lakers, Dylan? The Medium to long term, yeah. Future? Like, we're talking two, three years. Like, do you think they're gonna get uh Paul George and LeBron? Um, do you think that they're gonna uh the medium to long give up on Lonzo? Do you think Ingram is I is think someone a- who's gonna be an all star? What do you think about Kuzma? Is he sexy? Like, what, what do you think? <laughs> First of all, Kyle Kuzma that's
3: a good looking guy right there, yeah. Secondly, <laughs> uh, I think the Lakers, I was thinking about this the way here, I think the Lakers are in a great position because oddly the biggest problem with usually rebuilding team is you get a uh like a 19 year old who gets drafted and then they're the face of your franchise now but they're 19 so they're not really prepared for anything the best thing about the lakers right now is that lonzo ball is the face of the franchise for better or worse and that basically means lavar ball and no you know what i mean like they they can They can have the face of their franchise not even be their best player, so that you don't have that attachment to that person in an odd way. That's without getting a free agent, which I think they'll get a free agent. But I mean, what's the 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 future of the Lakers is essentially gambling if you get a free agent, because I think they're going to end up having to trade a lot of these, like Ingram. They'll either trade Ingram or Randall, and like maybe a sign and trade to get somebody.
2: But I just hope. I'm not a Lakers fan. I never really have been, but mm-hmm. I just, I, I hate the Lakers. I hate the Celtics, but I don't hate the Lakers as much because they've sucked so bad for like five, six years.
3: But I just don't want to see a thing where like they do a sign and trade to get like, I'm not, I'm just going to say a name, not this man, but like, car, like a guy like a Carmelo was this year where it's like, clearly his best days are behind him. You're going to pay him a ton of money. And then you fuck that fan base over for another like five years. Cause right. you trade Brandon Ingram, <laughs> maybe Brandon Ingram doesn't become like an all-star, but he's just a good player. And yeah. then you're watching Brandon Ingram. like. Be the number two or three scorer on a team that's gr- great while you're like watching Carmelo Anthony just sell people watches at halftime or something. I so,
2: you're like, would you say you're selling watches? You're, are kinda. you kind of pessimistic about the decisions they'll make?
3: I think they're in a great position to get a really, really great free agent. I just don't know if that'll happen. I think they'll be, I think they'll get the number two and three because what kind of what Golden State has proved in an odd way is that people care so much about winning, they don't care about big markets anymore.
2: Yeah, well I think Golden State's kind of this weird asterisk because it's like they're winning and they also have this San Francisco like Silicon Valley market. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think a lot of players are are realizing that. Yeah, like y- yeah. Y- you can you can have a big brand and be in
3: and, a small And that's place. a thing that that's a thing that oddly that LeBron kind of pioneered is that he went to Cleveland, then he went to Miami, and then he went back to Cleveland. He's never played in a major market. And it's not like the NBA is suffering at all. It's not like the ratings ever suffered because you don't need that anymore. Yeah, you don't need those big market numbers because that's not the way TV
2: works anymore. Yeah, and he, he's basically yeah. his own market. Okay, so uh, Alan, what's your uh, what's your take on the Lakers and all?
4: You know? Yeah, same thing. As a person who who does not like the Lakers, and you know, never really. Maybe there was a you know, I like Shaq, but I was like, um, I, I'm I, glad I, we all Matt hate tonight, the Lakers. I'm happy.
2: <laughs> Seriously, I'm glad I don't
4: I hate the Hikers. Yo, it's, yeah, Once the again, like, they have no real, like, on the horizon, nothing's really happening. And, but they don't necessarily have to. I think that with that franchise, same with them and the Knicks, is they just have to be interesting, you know? Because, like, they're putting up, like, efficiency numbers as far as, like, a Charlotte or any of these, like, small market teams. And no st- and people are talking about them because they have the ability, too, because they get, like, players like Lonzo Ball and Calculus. And they're fun and exciting players, but they're all under this huge microscope of being part of, like, these large bases um, large market teams. And so I, I think they're obviously going to reek in that money. They're going to be still playing on Christmas for some reason. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think Luke Walton's position is probably secure for many years because like what he's doing with that, that young, you know, he's doing he's doing an okay job even though it's not a good job, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think there's much expectation. So yeah, I think it's just going to be a medium sauce kind of future. And I'm really happy that are not going to win a championship for the next foreseeable future.
3: I like, I like what, uh, what you said there, Alan, where it's like, they're fun now and they're fun as a kitschy thing because kind of remembering what basketball was like when the Lakers were awesome and like even when like the Knicks were awesome in like the early 90s or in the mid 90s it becomes like like people are going to pay attention to New York and LA anyway because there's huge media centers so it's way more fun when like you know Miami's good and you know the Lakers are shit so you get to watch whoever because whoever the best player is on the Lakers becomes like a star anyway because he's in LA yeah yeah, so that's why yeah, and, exactly, and like Lonzo Ball's super fun to watch because his dad's nuts and like he sucks. It's great. I mean, he won't be this <laughs> shit.
2: He won't be this shit for like forever. Yeah. But I mean, it's fun while he is. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I I think if you're a Lakers fan who's seen it done the other way, like if you're a practical Lakers fan, I think you're really hoping that they just put their trust in Luke Walton and they don't go after Paul George and they don't go after anyone older than 25 and they basically just settle into being bad and making drafts and developing their players. Yeah. It's, it's like being a long-term Leafs fan, you know, you know, it was so frustrating watching um, the Leafs all these years basically go for uh, Jersey sales uh, as opposed to like really investing in, um, you know, having a good culture. And I think, Kobe sabotaged their financial situation. I mean, Kobe and basically the management there, with, with um, yeah. uh, with with Mitch Kupchak and wait, sorry, not no, not Mitch Kupchak, um, the Bus family. The, but this, sorry, yeah, J- was it was a Jim Bus. No, Jim Bus, um, Jerry, Jim? Jerry, Jim bus? yeah, J- Jerry so wh- whoever the son was, because I know that <laughs> it's like it's like Jim, Jerry, Johnny. It's ridiculous. Beautiful. But, um. No, yeah, I, I, I think the Lakers, if they take it slow, they're in good shape. If they try and make a splash, uh, they're going to be kind of a joke because I don't think there's a, a transformative player um, who could help them, and I don't think LeBron's going there. Okay, last subject. Alan wanted to talk about it, so I'm going to give him the floor here. Isaiah Thomas is back. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, how does he look? Did you watch him in his first game? What are your thoughts?
4: Um, I liked it. I liked it. 17 points in 19 minutes. You know, there was no fear, and that's one thing that, like, when you see a player come back from injury, especially like a player, like, you know, an easy example is like Derrick Rose. You know, he looked very cautious out there and stuff like that. But Isaiah Thomas, none of that. He was right in the thick of it. He was taking those threes. He missed a couple of them, and he just kept shooting. So, well, yeah, that's one thing that everyone sort of like kind of like forgot this whole entire time. Like, they lost Kyrie Irving and it had nothing to replace him. When you lose your second best player for the majority of the season. You know they've been really playing Jose work.
2: Calderon. Yeah, Jose yeah. Calderon, and beautiful.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that Jose Calderon taking one shot a game and missing it. It's you know <laughs> it's, it's not an improvement. You know, but playing so Stellar D.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: oh, you want it, the score? It, Good, it. Go Tosca. <laughs>
2: that was really good. That's good. That's yeah. really that's good, good accent. That's top notch. <laughs> um, I do, do you, voice work. Do you have any... Uh, oh, wait, sorry. We, uh, you got a couple more things there, Owen? I feel like I cut you off. Oh, I
4: uh, don't you know. It's, just, it's fun to see bald, uh, balding basketball players hold their out there. It reminds me <laughs> of players were allowed to bald and play.
3: <sighs> yeah, man. It's it's a nice thing when someone goes bald naturally and the set of LeBron where it's like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, every every color commentator would be like, LeBron got hair plugs. Like, that's o- the only thing I would say. Yeah. I would never let him forget <laughs> yeah,
4: that. Once what, he, like, once he shades his head and stops caring about how he looks, he will like just giving that 10% of his brain to basketball, like back to basketball. Yeah. He will become such a far better player. When <laughs> yeah. it goes cold, oh, for bald sure. Michael Jordan. It's over.
0: Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, what, what's your take on Isaiah Thomas, uh, coming back? Do you think it's going to have a major impact on the season? Do you think it's kind of just like, I think it does because then you can just put LeBron
3: on the bench and someone else can goddamn score for a bit.
2: I yeah. Mean, I, I, well, I think like if he's at all able to distribute, the way he was. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Tyron Lou. I don't really think he gets enough credit in today's NBA. And I think he's done a lot of like made a lot of interesting rotation choices, whether it's playing LeBron at the center, some, whether it's, you know, splitting up the minutes between Tristan and Kevin love and just making that team super efficient and super effective. So yeah, I think he's going to find a way to make Isaiah Thomas a good contributor. And I think it's a, it's a massive deal. And like just visually, it's great.
3: Oh, yeah. Visually, small big, So big, so small. Yeah. Everyone's signing up for that. Oh, baby. And Um, and Isaiah Thomas, like, it's just nice to know. Like, Cleveland's always a favorite because, like, the Browns are, like, now officially the second team of all time to finish 0-16 in the NFL season. Yes. And Cleveland (laughs) literally has nothing going for them, but they have... The Browns. Maybe the best basketball player ever. And they got a guy who, like, played... And I don't think anyone stresses this enough. This is how... That guy played, like, his sister died, and then he played, and he won a fucking series, man.
0: Yeah.
3: Like, and, and he's not, and, like, Kyrie, there's a thing, there was always a thing about Kyrie where it was, like, I don't know, he just kind of resented LeBron coming back, I think, the whole time. Like, even after he won the title, he's, like, the first sign we don't win a title. I'm out of here. And, um. Yeah. And I don't think Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Thomas is just a bulldog who wants to win. And, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's great. It's, it's absolutely great. And this guy who's overcome and his story is so good too. And he's perfect for yeah. LeBron. Cause he's, I think he's really well, uh, really, really complimentary. And, um, and it's the narrative the LeBron's really never had, where he has a really good number two who no
2: who won't steal any focus from him mm-hmm. in the, and I, I mean, Isaiah's like 29 or 30, so he might be a very natural number two and he's I, 28 turning 29.
4: He is five days
2: younger than me. I don't like that. <laughs> like Whoa, Alan! Like a lot of feelings came out there. Um,
4: that's Everyone hilarious. younger than me in the NBA can go to hell. <laughs> that's what I mean.
2: Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. The the people who are like way older than me and doing a ton of shit actually pissed me off a bit more. Really? Like Vince really? Carter being like, "I'm ten years older than you, unathletic piece of shit." Like that's what I feel like. You still but-
4: got time. I like, yeah. I like it because that means I got 10 years to catch up. Like at yeah, yeah. any moment, I could be Jamario Moon, just end of the league. Okay. <laughs>
0: for, and,
2: for me, looking you know? at Vince at 40 and thinking about how uh, that was like, he's more athletic than me at like like 15. I'm like, <laughs> shit, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, fuck Vince Carter, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I actually <laughs> like Vince. But um, okay, let's, let's, uh, let's do our final pro line section, Maddie whoa that's loud folks <laughs> <laughs> that's the way i like it if you're listening yeah. to us on a bus you got scared <laughs> okay so uh for those who don't know how proline works um basically uh i'm gonna let matt take the floor here in a sec but if you pick it right you get money and if you pick it wrong big boy uh bob mccowan bottles <laughs> you in the head,
1: <laughs> no uh, uh matt well why don't you take the floor here uh, okay, yeah, you gotta just pick one of the, one of the two teams that's gonna win, and one of those teams has the spread, so in the first game, it's Golden State at Houston, mm-hmm. and Golden State has the spread by seven and a half, so if you pick Golden State, they have to win by at least eight. Whoa, okay. okay. over Houston, in Houston. So what's,
2: what's a quick, quick recap of our guest tally?
1: Oh, okay, tally. yeah, so my tally, your Last yours. place are the guests. Ooh, <laughs> With a three thirty three win percentage. Ouch. Yeah, you guys might want to double down on your answers. Go yeah. for it. Oh no, we're it's really win.
2: unfair since we yeah. all usually have two guests, but whatever. Um that's what we do. Me and I yeah. are gonna
1: win. It's all about win percentage. Um, Fred, you and I are tied for second Ooh. with the four one six. Oh baby. And Kev has got a seven one four. Yeah, first. he only played he seven played, one so. four. Oh he five toys. he got five out of seven. He's seven and yeah. two. Yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, forget yeah. about him. Yeah. I got I got his answers though his picks so oh for today yeah beautiful
2: okay so only uh, two
1: games there's only two games
2: so yeah we'll uh, mix up the orders but um who should
1: start should uh, I start yeah you start so Golden State at home Golden State in Houston at Houston okay no Harden
2: no uh, Harden I'm gonna, I'm and
1: no no Kevin Durant either they got to win by oh eights.
2: no Kevin Durant don't fucking oh. tell him that. Oh, shit. Ah, He's on, on your teeth. Too lady told me. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Golden State. Uh, it's yeah. a big spread,
1: but I think it's kind of a perfect game for them to make a statement.
3: Yo, Golden State. Okay.
1: Yeah. Nice. I will also go Golden State. Okay. Kevin went Houston. Okay. Classic Kev. Uh, I'm Dylan. Going, uh, oh, Alan. Yeah. Alan. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, I go Houston.
4: I don't think they're going to beat that spread because they, they struggled against the Mavericks last night. So. Ooh, Ooh it's play. a back-to-back. it's a
2: back-to-back, too. There's a lot I didn't Ooh. know. There's a lot I didn't know.
4: hey <laughs> Bob McCown doesn't like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, you got the last one. Houston. Oh, Ooh, we- Rockets, by the
2: way. Ooh, guests working together. Okay, nice. <laughs> okay. Oh, Houston Rockets. Cheers, cheers. Yeah, true.
1: Last game, OKC at the Clippers. OKC has it by one.
3: Ooh. I take OKC. OKC?
1: Um I will also take OKC.
2: Okay. Who's Kevin
1: take? OKC. Alan? Um yeah, OKC. Take the Clippers Friday. I'm uh, taking the goddamn Clippers. Uh! It's
2: a bit of a Clippers revival <laughs> oh. right now. Blake's back, guys. Really? Yes, Blake came back super early. Um and I think uh the Clippers are, are on some kind of run. It's not like an amazing run, but it's it's not bad. They're one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, They're on a one game <laughs> run. They're on a one game run. A <laughs> run, baby. Um, well, I got to go to work. Uh, yeah. But uh, thanks everybody, listen f- uh, for listening to this podcast. Yeah. Um, Dylan, uh, you got anything coming up that people should know about?
3: Yo, uh, just get me on Twitter at Dylan Gott. D y l a n g o double up that t. Yeah. And what, weren't you on these?
2: Uh, I was going to say Sporty Boys podcast, but that's old. <laughs> weren't you on the? That's um, fucking done. Though. On Graham and alex's pod friends yeah i was sports. on friends and sports but just yeah go at dylan god on twitter <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah he was on friends and sports but honestly stay away from that. that episode No, That's fuck true. it no it's probably great uh, um alan oh, it's bad alan you got anything coming up um yeah i get
4: my uh my my show at the comedy bar january 17th quiplash comedy game show it's playing quiplash with comics bring your phone it's a lot of fun
1: sweet uh that sounds fun um matt you got anything coming up uh, well, I got that mama burger I'm going to probably eat.
0: <laughs> nice, <laughs> yo. This guy's all right.
1: Um, yeah, nothing for me.
2: Just probably like trying to get Bob McAllen to bottle me with a, with a Molson 50. And,
3: uh, yeah. Well, I went down from to, a, to a
2: Molson 50? Oh, how sad would it's it be? It's a Labatt 50 oh shit Uh, Jesus uh, how sad would it be if he wouldn't even bottle me he's like you don't deserve it (laughs) Um, wow okay Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, I love you all thanks for listening to the podcast and uh, we'll be back um, next Saturday
0: Sato can anyone around here speak basketball
1: Oh, thanks for listening, to Confederacy of Dunks. If you could go on iTunes or your Stitcher or whatever you listen to, your your podcasting uh, app, and uh, give us a little rating, that'd be great. And uh, then we can move up and be big in this world. Okay, that's all for now.